But if a woman predeceases her husband, there are going to be a lot of women in the neighborhood who are going to bring him food. Well, I'm more, serious. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And more than that, we also know that women tend to live longer than men. So yeah. if the man is the one that dies, it's not surprising that the woman would continue these good, healthy habits. This week, a new study reveals that married couples and those widowed are less likely to suffer from malnutrition. What the heck does that mean? Why would that be? Dr. Karen Sherman weighs in. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the brilliant, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, So Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Today, we are going to talk about yet another study that describes the benefits of being married. This time, it's actually something I hadn't seen before, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Malnutrition. Um, And so to set this up, there was a study that appeared in the Journal of American Geriatric Society, looking over a data set of 4,800 participants aged between 72 and 85. The researchers found men and women who are either married or widowed tend to be less likely to suffer from malnutrition. Uh, so my question to you, Karen, is does this surprise you? Why or why not? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, the research um, in general about married couples is that they have better diets, that they eat better. I don't know if they have better diets, but that they eat better. And that's because... Um, in general, it's what's called the nagging factor, that the wife um, makes sure that the spouse is eating better. She's obviously taking better care of herself as well. And so, you know, by and large, uh, there's a better um, lifestyle, shall we say. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not as much drinking, there's better eating, there's uh, better sleeping habits, etc., etc. So, I'm not surprised about um, the married people having less malnutrition because it's just that they're older, but they're still married. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just carrying on. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. And we've talked about this too, with like the nagging factor about, uh, there have been studies about, um, medication. Right. And, uh, married couples do better, uh, with medication because of that nagging factor that you're talking about. Correct. And, and I, and I know from my personal, um, experience that I, you know, I try to live a pretty healthy lifestyle. Um, but it also is to the, I get the benefit of my spouse setting up a lot of my doctor's appointments for me mm-hmm. because I, 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 I feel dumb for even saying this, but like, I just let it go. I just, I just neglect it. Um, uh-huh. If I don't like, if I don't feel bad, then I'm not going to the doctor, but I know that's a dumb thing to say and do. And I have the benefit of her setting up an appointment for me and saying like, Hey, you have your annual checkup next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here's a reminder. So um, I am very familiar with this. Uh, and I don't even like calling it an agging factor because it um, has a negative connotation, but I realize that it's really like a reminder. Right. So, right. Right. Um, uh, d- does still having the benefit, but being widowed surprise you? Yeah, that does a little bit. Um, And, you know, I don't know why. I can guess that especially, you know, if you've gotten to the age of 72 through 85, you've had hopefully many years of being married and therefore many years of having built up the habit of Mm. eating properly. And so, even though you've lost your spouse, you have already learned a certain way of taking care of yourself when it comes to um, proper eating. And so maybe that's why, even though you're widowed, um, you're still living um, in a, a, a proper context when it comes to taking care of yourself from a food perspective. Mm-hmm. D- do you think, um, just thinking about the widowed part, and I also... Uh, Think about the financial costs of eating well. Mm. And, um, you know, we hear a lot about food deserts in this country where there are communities that have um, just a lack of fresh produce available mm-hmm. to them and mm-hmm. like the general vicinity, but they do have a giant swath of garbage food available to them. Mm. And when I think about widowed, I think. Uh, you know, maybe they got some money when their spouse passed or something like that, which, you know, you, so you, so we were talking about this off air a little bit. When you're married, you just statistically, you're more likely to be financially stable or secure than couples who are not, than people who are not married because you have typically in America dual incomes Mm -hmm. um, and you have the benefits of their retirement, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Particularly if we're talking about modern day, 72 to 85 year olds they they um worked in that timeline time frame in society where there were great um benefits packages retirement packages all that other stuff and we know Mm -hmm. statistically that they saved well so if one spouse died they still have that financial security to be able to afford this gets me back to my food desert thing to afford going and seeking out good healthy food options Mm-hmm. Um, even though their spouse has passed away. And I think it would, um, in a combination to what you said, they've built up those good eating habits up to that point and they mm-hmm. can still afford it. So therefore, I don't know. I just, just thought of something else. Yeah, go ahead. 
women tend to be more conscious of taking care of themselves and doing the right thing. Like you're saying, you know, Jess is the one that makes the appointments for the doctors and men tend to think like, well, you know, I don't have to worry about it. (laughs) But if a woman predeceases her husband, there are going to be a lot of women in the neighborhood who are going to bring him food. Well, I'm serious. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And more than that, we also know that women tend to live longer than men. So if the man is the one that dies, it's not surprising that the woman would continue these good, healthy habits. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting because um, if Richie is gone for a couple of days Uh because of some more commitment or something, you know, I have dinner by myself and it's fine. If I'm gone... The neighborhood says Rich will come for dinner. <laughs> you know? So I think in general, the attitude is that a man can take as good care of himself and gets more taken care of. And who knows if there's another agenda item and a bunch of women bringing food over to the man? There right. might be. <laughs> right, right. Now, that makes a lot of sense bringing the gender thing into it. I love it. Um, okay, so. One of the th- one of the researchers, and I'm going to try to phrase this so it makes sense because I know we had some questions about this earlier. Mm-hmm. So one of the researchers talked about the contributing factors um, for uh, predicting malnutrition: um, age, marital status, which we've talked about. The, that was the selected group. Right. Um, also, difficulties walking and coping with stairs um, was one, as well as um, staying in a hospital. So those things had a significant role in whether or not they, the people were malnutritioned or not. Mm-hmm. So the one that stood out to me was ha- having difficulty walking. Um, it seems uh, obvious to me that if you are single, for example, and lacked mobility, that you would probably go for easier food. So you wouldn't stand um, at a table and prep like a fresh meal, you would probably go through a drive-through if you even had that option, mm-hmm. or you would order takeout or something like that. That's typically not as as healthy and nutritious. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, do any of these factors surprise you at all? No, not really. So, okay, so you talked about that, and I agree with you as far as uh, the point that you made. We've already discussed marital status. Uh-huh. Um, The hospital stays is an interesting one because, you know, when you're in the hospital, you're getting good meals planned Mm -hmm. for you. However, if you're in the hospital, you're not well, obviously. And if you are in the hospital a lot because they're saying, you know, um, the number of hospital stays, it means you're not healthy. You're worn down. Uh, you know, why do you go to the hospital? Because basically there's not a wellness to you. Um, you're physically compromised and therefore in need of hospital stays. So, um, I would think that somebody who's in the hospital more often is really, it's not the hospital stay that is causing the malnutrition. It's a reflection of what their general state of health is Mm. and therefore um, significant in that they may be, in fact, um, among other things, not eating well and malnutritioned. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Like the... Uh, is the um, the hospital stay is almost a result 
of yes. the poor health. Yes, okay. exactly. So it's like, of course. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, the age factor um, is probably, again, just even though you may still be mentally okay, if you're lucky, um, you're still slower. It's still harder to do things as you get older. And so, you know, you may not be able to go and buy all the food that you need to stay healthy, or you may not get to the supermarket as often or whatever. And so that might be a factor um, in truth as to what causes you not to eat as well as you right. should be. It, so no, none of those factors surprise yeah. me. I, I kind of wonder um, with this information if there, you know, there are a lot of those food prep delivery services yeah, mm-hmm. uh, where they will deliver already cut up fruits and vegetables or the, the items are measured out and all you have to do is cut a couple bell pepper slices mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. I wonder if those will help in this kind of a scenario where it kind of lessens the burden. So you don't have to go out. It's delivered to you and stuff. So we'll oh, I'm sure it would, but they're yeah. pricey. Those services are pricey. They are not cheap. Right. Right. Yeah. So that make yeah, that's true. Um, okay. So uh, we know that there are many benefits inherent to being married. Um, but this one particularly to me feels very social as if society punishes your stability to be healthy um, if you remain single your whole life uh, based on income inequalities and like particularly if you're a woman, honestly, uh, because we know that women in general make less than men for doing the exact same work. If you're a minority, it's um, exacerbated. Um, Do you think there's any weight to (laughs) my concerns here that being single is kind of punished in in our current society because we lack some of the social safety nets that other um, developed countries offer? Well, I don't think you're being punished. You know, punished is something that you dole out. I don't think you're being punished. I think that it is a byproduct of that particular situation um it's an unfortunate byproduct but you know if you are in a relationship then there is another person who is there caring for you or about you and if you are not then it's all on you and there are certain um you know benefits to being single um but there are certainly uh lots of things that are not beneficial if you're single or or to your betterment if you are in a relationship. But I don't see it as that society is punishing you for it. Um, it's just an unfortunate set of circumstances that it is harder, especially in our society, mm-hmm. uh, to be a single person. Okay, so that was kind of a trick question. Yeah? <laughs> because... The participants in the study were from Germany, Ireland, the Netherlands, and New Zealand. Mm. They were not from the United States. So everything mm. that I just said was not actually uh-huh. to the U.S. So uh-huh. um, do you think, knowing that it w- actually wasn't in the U.S., that that change, changes your answer at all? No. Just strengthens no. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I do know um, from my work with people for all these years that it is harder to be single 
Um, but again, I, I still don't think that you're being punished. I just think that it's a byproduct of um, whether you are part of a couple or not. Um, you know, if somebody chooses to be single, then I think that that's a different, that the, then your life looks different mm. um, as opposed to you just never met the right person for you. Um, but I don't, I again, I don't see it as a punishment. I just see it as um, a result of the way life plays out. Right. Now, and I and I do um, like how you describe punishment being something that's doled out. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a very fair and accurate description of it. So, um, okay. So we now know that uh, marriage has just yet another benefit. <laughs> and is there anything else that you wanted to add to this study or conversation or anything? Uh, I don't think so. Not on this one. Okay. Yeah, no, I think this one's pretty straightforward, um, but I did want to kind of pick at it a little bit. So I thought we did a pretty good job. So um, with that being said, we will wrap it up. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. And before we wrap it up completely, uh, I want to remind you that you are uh, listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of mindfulness and the art of choice transform your life karen is the co-author of marriage magic find it keep it and make it last you can get this and more information at her website drkarensherman.com of course you can find this information on our website hitchedmag.com in addition to um, over 500 podcasts We have thousands of articles, and um, I I mention this almost every week, uh, our newsletter. It's free. It goes out weekly. It's probably the easiest way to stay up on the information that we provide. Um, So I highly recommend you uh, subscribe to that. It takes, honestly, like 30 seconds. Name, email, submit. That's it. And uh, verify your email address. It's really that simple. Um, And, uh, yeah. So if you want to stay up to date on the latest information, I, I do recommend that. So... Uh, With that, it's going to do it for us this week. Until next time, take care, everybody.